We're looking back. We started on Tuesday and we're looking back one month at a time. And today we'll talk about March. <laughs> the story that dominated March was COVID-19. The first big story of the month uh, was COVID-19. We got our first case right before March uh, began. And um, COVID-19 affected hard facts in a very, very direct way. Do you remember? of the day i am speaking to you from self-isolation don't worry i'm fine and i probably shouldn't have said that the way i said it but you heard ncdc yesterday they said if you attended the amvcas you should self-isolate amvcas is the african magic viewers choice awards it held two saturdays ago at um, a co-hotel I attended and I was looking very fly. I had a beautiful dress. I met a lot of my favorite actors. But it appears we also met a COVID-19 case. Somebody who came into the country refused to self-isolate and came to the awards. And now he tested positive and NCDC has said to all of us who attended, self-isolate until the 14th day after the award. It's just a precaution. I probably did not come anywhere close to the person. But in situations like this, we must all obey instructions and take precaution. If that person had taken the precaution and stayed home, then the rest of us who attended wouldn't have had to self-isolate today. So please, if you've just come into the country, do the right thing. Sit at home, watch TV, listen to me on hard facts. Let's protect each other. And that was back in March. Remember, Lagos, uh, for those of you who recently started listening to Hard Facts, for at least six weeks, I broadcast Hard Facts from my bedroom. I had to uh, go into self-isolation because I was exposed to COVID-19. And I brought you Hard Facts from home for weeks. Once again, let me shout out um, Chukudie Zugu Cyprian <laughs> for holding down uh, the Hard Facts studio for me um, uh, from the beginning of from the end of March to the beginning of April. So I, I was self-isolating from uh, March the 25th. And after that, I had to stay at home and work from home. And I resumed back in the studio on the 4th of May. Now, I was exposed, like I said, in that clip from March at the AMVCAs, the Africa Magic Viewers' Choice Awards. Somebody who knew that he had the virus, he knew, refused to self-isolate, decided to come to the awards. And he wasn't the only Nigerian who did that kind of thing, who acted irresponsibly in March. Remember that they had a PDP rally in Oyo State. Do you remember? We covered it here on Hard Facts. A lot of Nigerians criticized PDP for holding that rally and it was a rally for the entire southwest so people from lagos or ekiti ondo ogun all came down to ibadan governor shane mckinday had to come out and apologize for that rally and then he ended up testing positive for covid19 later in the month and then there was Abba Kiari, the president's chief of staff at the time. He tested positive for COVID-19 in March. Of course, he passed away one month later. But in March, the story was his positive test. In February, he traveled to Germany. And, and at that time, Germany had more than 1,000 uh, COVID cases. And according to the NCDC guidelines, Kiari was supposed to self-isolate once he came back. And he didn't. 
he actually held a lot of high-level meetings. He met with APC governors. He met with the Federal Executive Council. He met with service chiefs. And then he tested positive. So one of the big conversations in February and March was whether our leaders were taking COVID-19 seriously enough. And not just the political leaders, because religious leaders also caught some smoke. Remember leaders like Apostle uh, Johnson Suleiman calling COVID-19 fake? And then... Uh, um, some traditional uh, rulers claiming that they had uh, miraculous uh, cures, that they had miracle cures. And then uh, uh, there were some who said, oh, affliction will not come near you if you are a child of God. There were all kinds of stories at the time. What did you think about the way that leaders of all types handled COVID-19 in March at the start of the outbreak in Nigeria? What did you think? What did you think about the fact that I brought you hard facts from home for five or six weeks? What did you think about Abakiari getting COVID-19 and having all those meetings at that time after he came back from Germany? What did you think about the uh, PDP Southwest rally and uh, Shei Makinde's apology as well as his positive test? If you just joined the show, we're taking a look at some of the biggest stories of the year and we're doing it month by month. And today we're looking at the biggest stories from the month of March. And COVID-19 was the biggest story of that month. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also share your thoughts with me via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 80 959 75805. What did you think about Abakiari getting COVID-19 and having all of those meetings at that time? What did you think about uh, uh, the PDP Southwest rally and Shei Makinde testing positive afterwards? Uh, also apologizing for holding that rally to begin with. What did you think about the, all the different leaders who conducted themselves in very interesting ways <laughs> in the month of March uh, 2020? Hello. Thanks for calling us. Hello, good evening. Good evening, what's your name? Oh, you have Sam calling from Kurudu. Welcome. Yes, PDP Road Rally and the governor apologized, but COVID-19 did not accept the apology. <laughs> and that's why it got not on him. Mm. And it's a lesson for whoever here to learn. To learn. Mm. It's not only the leaders and the big people, mm -hmm. even the commoners and Nigerian, they don't believe there is COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Even up to this moment that I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see people being careless, they refuse to put face masks, and they can gather together, rub shoulder together. The implication is that they keep on expanding the disease to many people. Some of them say they will see. They say, have you ever seen anybody that have it? But I pray they will not see it. But before the period of infection, an, an imperceivable injury is already done to the brain. So I wish Nigeria would learn lesson from that. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you so much for calling. Yes, I, I love the point he made about ordinary Nigerians as well doing very reckless things at that time. Because the only reason I had to lock myself inside my house and do the show from home, because a Nigerian was very reckless. He attended an award event that he wasn't uh, supposed to attend. And he knew that he had the virus. He knew he had it. And yet he attended that um, award show. 
crazy stuff. 99.3. Hello. 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 All right. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hey, good evening, Sonia. Good evening. What's your name? Yeah, I'm black from over. Welcome. Sorry, I just want to point attention to one thing that I saw on my phone. Say that again. I want to point your attention to what I saw on my phone a few minutes ago. You want to call your attention to what? Okay. Call back if you can. Hello? Hello? How are you, sir? What's your name? Sandra, not obviously personally. Buka, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> good evening. How are you? I'm good. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Sam. Yeah. Um, if you ask me, Sandra, you know, it was just an example of bad leadership that period. Hmm. You know, they were talking about COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And in their thousands, they were attending functions, gatherings, burials, just name it. Mm-hmm. Unprotected. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what they were actually teaching Nigerians by leading by a bad example. But be it as it may, like I've always told Nigerians, mostly we that refer to ourselves, ourselves as ordinary Nigerians, that do not say it's sickness for big man or big men. Or politicians and what not. It's simply because testing or random testing has not been carried out very, very well. That's why we are taking this thing to be a joke. Mm. I've only said this thing, I will say it over and over again. Mm-hmm. For the ordinary Nigerian, mm-hmm. we don't have money. COVID 19 is not something anybody prays to be affected with. Yeah. So for me, it was one of the worst that ever happened in that period, match was bad leadership. Bad leadership. Bad leadership. By bad example. All right. Thanks for calling to share that with me. 99.3. Hello. 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 Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Ruben from Yaba. Ruben, for some reason, I'm hearing myself. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, can hear you. Can hear you. but I'm also hearing myself. So perhaps call back. 99.3. Hello, good evening, Sandra. Good evening to you. What's your name, sir? I am Ezedum from Sugar. Welcome, Ezedum. A very good one. Having us to have a, a sense of what happened in March. Um, Sandra, permit hmm. me to use, uh, to call the word, not COVID-19, the Chinese virus. No, you can't um, call it Chinese virus. It's COVID-19. Okay, thank you very much. Mm. I am happy that from March to December that we are having a vaccine today. But March was a terrible time. It's a terrible season when you have a Lakadisica government that's not up to its expectations. We have a satanic virus that is that was ravaging the world. A virus that was Manufacture to stop Donald Trump. Um, of course, the, the the intent of COVID nineteen has been achieved. But I am happy that the great president uh, um, demystified COVID nineteen because the intent of China is to stall the world while they lead economically. But Donald Trump demystified COVID nineteen. He did not allow the world to be short. Rather, to face the virus, the satanic virus. Today, today, 
we are having about vaccine. No nation, nobody is mooting or calling for sanctions against China. Are we going to allow China to go scot-free? I'm happy that I'm sad because I'm sad because the intent of China has been achieved because of the heavy and the tremendous trade deal China signed with U.S. under Donald Trump, which China was very, very unhappy. That's why they manufactured Chinese virus. I'm sad that they succeeded in their intent with COVID-19, but I am happy at the tremendous leader, the, the, the best leader ever succeeded in demonstrating the starting the start and devastating virus which China manufactured. I as a doom. I don't recognize COVID-19 as a COVID-19, but a Chinese made virus. Good thing you're powerless is a doom. So what you recognize it as doesn't even count for anything. Uh, but yes, to correct that thing he said, nobody manufactured the virus. You will look crazy. Jesus Christ. 99.3, hello. How are you? Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Fine. I, I didn't from Lekki. What did you think about uh, Abakiari getting COVID-19 in March and uh, attending all those meetings when he came back from Germany? Yes, it was a gross dysfunction of uh, leadership in Nigeria, uh, basically, because uh, they were leaders and they were supposed to lead by example and observe the COVID-19 protocols right from when it started. And the government seen that many nations were shutting down their airports, and, but we opened our own and allowed even the top politicians who were somehow standard abroad to come in at that period and thereby spreading uh, the COVID-19 uh, abroad. So, and the insincerity of the government too made so many common Nigerians mm. feel that there's no coronavirus. If you go to the common woman in the marketplace, she will tell you there's nothing like coronavirus. Or the woman or man in the village, mm-hmm. they will tell you that there's nothing like that. And because they are not actually really seeing the sign, they are not seeing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Nobody around them is showing any symptoms. That but, but, that's, but that's the thing. People are showing the symptoms. They'll tell you high fever. Or they'll tell you they can't breathe. But they'll tell you, oh, normal malaria. Yeah, and, and when they take the normal malaria medication, it works. For them, you get. So when they are taking it and it's working, they will definitely tell you that this is not corona now. <laughs> That's what they will tell you. You get. So even now, you if you go everywhere, you will hardly you see somebody using the mask. Hardly. Which is know, why, which is which is why our numbers has has risen back up. And another thing is information. When they tell us numbers, we will see that we're just hearing and hearing about the numbers. Mm. They are giving us numbers. We are just hearing and taking them. But what are the measures put in place to pass out accurate or the right information to people in the grassroots everywhere? And then are also showing us um, uh, pictures, live pictures, like, just like other countries are showing live on TV what is happening, the testing is going on. Okay, we're having social testing in place. Okay, now do an experiment, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Ask people. Mm. who called in that. How many people have seen them do tests in their area? Well, we did yeah, that yeah. We, we did that several times this year, and a lot so, of people um, actually called in and said that uh, they've been tested well, or they saw people being tested. Personally, for me, mm. when this thing started, I have not set my eyes on any 
at all. Okay. Yet, and I believe so many people too. So we are not seeing, and they are also people are saying, okay, we are not seeing anything on TV. Mm. Nothing. So why would we believe when we are not seeing anything? Do, on do TV? you okay, believe? Do, do you personally believe that there's COVID 19 in Nigeria? You yourself. Do I you believe, believe there's COVID 19, but the ones in Nigeria basically, you know, is really not as it is out there. I'm oh. telling you the truth. The, the magnitude is, is happening over there. Look at US, for example. UK, see people dying mm. of it. You get it, you see thousands of people dying. Even during that corona, when the uh, coronavirus elapsed, they beat them. Uh, come to Ikeja there. I went to Ikeja several times. You see people bumper to bumper moving thousands of people mm. coming themselves together mm. and see that you wouldn't hear that there's one person died in the marketplace as them those who sell in Ikeja there how many people have died in the, who sell in that marketplace mm-hmm. as oh. them all right. Yes. Well, thank you for calling. We, we appreciate your contribution. Uh, let's talk about COVID-19 some more because it was the biggest story of March. If you just joined the show, we're doing a review of the year 2020 and we're doing it month by month. Uh, Tuesday, we did January. Yesterday, we did February. Today, we did March. And uh, the biggest story of March was COVID-19. It was in March that um, the private sector started making heavy donations for COVID relief. Billionaires like... Uh, Abdul Samad, Rabiu, Herbert Igwe, Shegun Abadje, Femi Otedola, Liko Dangote, they pledged a billion naira each. We also saw banks like GT making um, donations. We saw companies like LiveBand and Aero Contractors uh, making donations as well. We saw a real outpouring. That was the beginning of efforts that evolved into organizations like COVID. Now, of course, there's an update there. Months later, we started finding warehouses full of palliatives that, in part, were gotten from these donations. So, basically, a big chunk of these donations ended up not getting distributed to the Nigerians who needed them. Now, back in March, Serap was worried about something like this. They actually went to court to try to compel the federal government to give account of all the donations that it was receiving and what it was using them for. That court case stalled eventually. But I'm wondering, in light of the discoveries of these warehouses, if you think Serap had the right idea. And it's making me think about the donations that were made during the NSARS protests. Because those were private donations as well. Now, they were not given to government. But so far, we've not heard any story of hoarding. We've not heard any story of uh, bad accounting. Every penny seems to have been accounted for. 0700993 What was the biggest story for you from the month of uh, March 2020? Tomorrow we're going to do, no, actually Monday, we're going to do um, April because tomorrow is global, uh, Big Three Global. Hello, thanks for calling. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hello, hello, Sandra. How are you, sir? What's your name? Trick is my name. Welcome. Yeah, okay. Um, just following what you have said, mm-hmm. uh, the recklessness that we saw in March of, uh, of everybody. The, high, the high and mighty. Everybody, really, because the guy yeah, who start, came to ABC wasn't high and mighty. Yeah, starting mm-hmm. with the high and mighty. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, you want to copy what you see 
the people in the front do. Okay. So that's why I'm taking it first from, from the there. high and mighty. Okay, okay. Now, the recklessness of the high and mighty then that we saw, unfortunately, today, in December, it has not changed. It's still the same. Hmm. The recklessness we saw of the... I don't like the word. as actually enunciating me. Ordinary Nigerian or masses. <laughs> it, it's enunciating to me because there's no extraordinary Nigerian. Mm. What we citizens did in March mm -hmm. by being reckless, we have multiplied version of that recklessness of March today in December 2020. Yeah. The protocols have barely been observed. The government who should have led with advocacy have gone snoring in December 2020. In, in March, advocacy was zero. In December, advocacy now is minus 300. <laughs> so it's, 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 I, I don't like using or hearing the word, oh, there's, uh, Nigeria is a peculiar place. Do we walk with our heads? Don't we walk with our legs? Do we see with our noses? Don't we use our eyes to see like every other human being? But one thing that has gladdened my heart is the fact that uh, the environment here is so hostile. The fumes from our generators, the exhaust from our cars, and the dust in the atmosphere has built up and... Um, a scary resistance to COVID. So COVID did not devastate us here as much as in the West mm -hmm. because they have cleaner environment than ours. The hostility of the germs and the pathogens in our atmosphere is a help to us. I greet you. I greet you back. Thank you so much. I love, you know, being called Olua Sandra. It's a nice name. <laughs> I actually quite like it, Olua Sandra. All right, Twitter's at Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. We have time to take one final call and then we're going to take a break, come back and continue the conversation. If you just joined the show, uh, we're talking about the biggest stories from the month of March and COVID-19 was right up there. I told you about um, Abakiyari, the president's chief of staff, coming back from Germany, not self-isolating, even though Germany had over a thousand cases at that time and then proceeding to have a lot of meetings APC governors um, FEC service chiefs He's, he was he was quite the super spreader and then um, he died a month later and then you had in February as well religious leaders saying all kinds of things um, traditional leaders saying all kinds of things uh, regular Nigerians like you and I um, also being very reckless with their COVID-19 diagnosis. And then I told you about the donations that started pouring in in March. And I'm asking, given what we know now about what happened to some of the things that those donations bought, uh, what do you think? Huh? In the context of the warehouse discoveries in October, do you think these billionaires and uh, corporation, uh, corporations should have handled their donations differently? How, how should they have handled it differently? What's the different thing they should have done with it. We're still going to talk about Abula Ado explosion. It happened uh, in March as well, uh, midway through the month. Abula Ado explosion happened as well as the lockdown. 
The lockdown was one of the things that started in March. And that lockdown, oh my God, it shook the country, didn't it? Let's take a call. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3. Okay. Let's take another call. Hello. 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 Hi. What's your name? Good evening. Good evening. Kelechi. Good to have you on the show. I'm calling from Haiti. Yes, welcome. Yes, speaking about the donation that we made during that time, mm-hmm. so I had a lot of uh, affluent Nigerians donated up to billions of naira. That's right, they did. Well, okay, that was right, are we? That's right, yes. So, and we're Nigerian citizens, so Nigerian population, we're not up to a billion population. We're not up to a billion. Uh, no, we're not. We are not up to billion. We are about uh, millions, about uh, 200 million. Uh, yes, state. 200 million. Mm-hmm. So I want to know where and where those money that were donated, where they spent those money. Well, some of it went to those items that we later discovered in warehouses. Those items that, that won't give to about half population of Nigeria, but 100 millions of Nigeria now cannot say, let me just bring it to the very minimum. 100 million population of Nigeria can tell you the fact that they did not see anything. Mm. Because so because because they were in warehouses. Unfortunately, I have to take a break. But thank you so much. Welcome back to your number one talk news and sports station. This is Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesli, taking you through the biggest stories from the month of March 2020. I've told you that at the end of February 2020, February 28th to be exact, uh, we got, um, well, not the end because 2020 was a leap year, wasn't it? (laughs) But on the 28th, we got our first case of uh, COVID-19 and then um, it sort of snowballed from there with different people um, getting the virus and behaving very recklessly with the virus. I also told you that uh, in March, the private sector started making heavy donations for COVID relief. We've got billionaires like Abdul Samad, Rabi Yu, Herbert Dangote pledging a billion naira each. Banks like GT made donations. Companies like Life Bank and Aero Contractors made donations. It was a real outpouring. And it was all of these efforts that evolved into organizations like COVID. Now, of course, months later, we found warehouses full of palliatives that in part were gotten from those donations. So like the last caller before the break said, a big chunk of these donations ended up not being distributed to the Nigerians who needed them the most. I have told you as well that midway through the month of March, before the COVID-19 lockdown, we had that gas explosion at Abuleado. Remember? It was a terrible tragedy here in Lagos. A truck crashed into a gas depot and the cylinders exploded and the blast hit an NMPC pipeline. It was horrendous. The official death toll was 23. More than 400 houses and shops were destroyed. Many of the dead were students of Bethlehem Girls College. We celebrated a reverend sister who went into uh, uh, the mayhem and tried to save as many girls as possible. 
Today we're talking about those missing schoolboys from Government Science Secondary School, Kankara. It's really sad all the different ways our young children are in, in harm's way from day to day. And Abule Ado wasn't the first gas explosion or pipeline explosion. And it's not going to be the last. I'm not a prophet of doom, but um, we've not really done anything trying to prevent these things. I've spent a lot of time on hard facts, talking about the issues that led to that explosion, talking about the issues that led to other explosions like it. Nobody should be living or working near a pipeline right of way. Nobody should be living with uh, gas canisters in their houses. But because we don't plan well, we don't have the gas running through pipes into our buildings like in other climes. In Abuledo, you had an entire community that had sprung up around the pipeline. An entire suburb. And worse than that, you even had a gas supply plant right next to the pipeline. If you were to go around Lagos today, you're still going to see lots of places like that. And government got a bit of backlash after that. The state government, Governor Somolu launched a relief fund, you remember, to take care of the victims. He said the fund should be 2 billion naira, but the state government would only bring 250 million and um, the balance uh, should come from you people, the public. The balance of 1.75 billion, remember? A lot of you at the time called me to say that you didn't like the idea. You were saying that government should be able to handle a 2 billion naira relief fund, especially considering the taxes that Lagosians pay. Do you still feel that same way nine months later? I wonder. Now, there's an update to that story. Some weeks later, the state government gave money to the families who lost someone. And then the federal government gave relief materials to those who lost their homes. They distributed food, blankets, uh, nylon mats, mosquito nets. And it was quite great. What needs to be done to avoid things like that in the future? Do you think we've learned any lessons from that story? Do you think the government has done enough for the victims? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993-2020 was quite the year and we're looking back one month at a time. We did uh, February yesterday, we did uh, January uh, day before yesterday, today we're doing March. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. You can still talk about uh, COVID-19. I did hard facts from home. For those of you who did not listen to hard facts, back then and you just started listening uh, for six weeks I brought you hard facts from my house because I was exposed to COVID-19 uh, I'm also asking what you thought about that what did you think about Abakiari getting COVID-19 and um, having meetings when he came back from Germany instead of self-isolating what did you think about the donations from the private sector made towards COVID-19 um, do you think that there was a different way the billionaires and the corporations should have handled their donations? WhatsApp 080-959-75805. Hello, thanks for calling. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? What's your name? I'm fine, thank you. My name is Shadi. How's it going? It's going great, Shadi. Welcome back. Yes. Okay, so the COVID with um, Abakari uh, catching COVID, I just thought at the time, mm. 
obviously very responsible. And it just shows that. And then also there was this thought going around that, oh, you know, when hot, we catch COVID, you know, the sun, the breathing, the way we breathe, you know, all this stuff people were saying that didn't have any... Mm. That um, that's back into it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were really, even up to now, people are really just, you know, lackluster about it. Mm-hmm. But, and, I, and I think, and I wasn't, at first I was really responsible, but that's, that I think that's part of like, because the level that thought that, that's really active. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's part of why, and that's why you, because like, that's the only thing you know, you go about thinking you were immune to a virus that is killing the rest of the world. Mm. Obviously, the science has come out now that something about our I can't remember I read the article mm. you know they've had much because you know the, the rest of the world really thought Africa mm. as a whole was going to be so hard mm-hmm. the fact that we won't it was really surprising and people have gone in to, to try and figure out why mm-hmm. so like if you look at this second wave I don't know if you've noticed that in Kenya mm-hmm. it's also hitting them hard yeah. and so they're thinking it's going to hit us hard in Nigeria also because Africa seems to be getting as a whole seems mm. to be getting this second wave also. Very, very badly. And, and and that's the thing about this virus, because we don't know quite a lot about it. It's mutating. The, the, the more it stays, the more it mutates. And so we don't quite know what we're dealing with. And, and yes, we survived the first wave, uh, quote unquote, survived because a lot of people have died, more than 1,000 yeah. in Nigeria, at least officially. Um, we don't exactly know what to expect with this second wave. We don't. And some people are getting it because a lot of people like, because, you know, the, um, NCD, the testing is being handled by the states now. Yeah. So instead of, like, NCDC, the federal, but until so people are at home mm-hmm. doing self-isolation and self-treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, if the malaria drug don't work the first time, they take it again. Mm. And so, so we can't really know if, if it's killing people, if people are hurting by We won't really know the official numbers just because of the way we are in Nigeria. Yeah. And it's back to Sophia. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. When they first started donating all those money, mm-hmm. the first thing they did was build the isolation centers. That's right, yeah. So, so after they had done isolation centers and the balance of the money, I think around May, mm-hmm. then they decided, okay, let's feed Nigerians. I, and the number they, they aim for was about, I think, 20 million or so. Because I, I thought the number was quite low. Mm-hmm. At the time, or number that he wanted to give um, food and stuff to, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just quite low. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't think they were aiming to feed two hundred million Nigerians or whatever. It was a certain number they were hoping to feel feed about. Yes, um, they, they, they were they were hoping they could feed the poorest of the poor. Yeah, yeah. And so they could have gone about it better. I believe they could have. But I think uh, what some of what they said after uh, like in September was that they they went to the manufacturers get the products from them directly instead mm-hmm. of buying from like the market mm-hmm. and so that took a long time to get out and when they did it ended up being around September it's when yeah. the food stuff was actually ready I mean I think that's the story that the media carries in September so yeah. now could they have done any better um, I don't know <laughs> I guess they could have they could have been faster about it mm-hmm. make it hit you know the parts of the poor at the time that it was really needed I mean it's still needed now mm-hmm. but uh, most of it have walked away what can we say about that? <laughs> and with the gas explosion, yeah. I think government can do better. It's not I think. I know they can do better yeah. because they can enforce the laws that we have down currently about building, you know, around gas pipelines or having gas pipelines being installed around residential. I don't know which one hits was first. Is it, was, it, was it a gas station for the residential hit it or was it residential that grew around there? Mm-hmm. But they can enforce it. It's all about enforcement, which we don't do. Yeah. So sadly, as you said, it is going to happen again. 
that makes sense. Shadi, thank you so much for calling. I love when Shadi calls the show. Um, so we've got uh, people who are really talking about, well, COVID did not affect us as badly as it did other countries. And yeah, like Shadi said, um, the, the research is still ongoing to find out why Nigerians have not been quite, Africans really, not just Nigerians now, Africans really haven't been hit quite as badly as um, European countries. So the scientists think that um, there are multiple factors like vitamin D levels, uh, existence of immunity to other strains of coronavirus, and then temperature as well. But temperature doesn't quite explain why Brazil was hit so hard or Iran was hit so hard because these are countries that are also very, very hot. So it wasn't the environment that defended us against COVID. It was, it's a bunch of things that they can't fight. They can't quite figure out yet. Uh, once they do, I'm sure that they'll let you know. We've got a message here from Toby in response to the guy who was asking if they share those billions to, Niger- to 200 million Nigerians, how much will we get? Well, Toby says, if you share one billionaire among 200 million people, they will get five naira each. If you share five billion naira, they will get 25 naira each. So when you think about it, it's not a lot of money. You know, you hear these these uh, huge sums and you're like, oh my God, so much money. But uh, uh, by the time you, you invest that money into building uh, an up to standard isolation center alone, buying all of the equipments that you need for the isolation center, it can cost a lot. Now, of course, I'm not holding brief for anybody and saying that all of the billions that were donated went into building isolation centers. But uh, isolation centers are expensive to build expensive to run and that's why eventually the one that was donated uh, that was here in Victoria Island had to be shut down because they couldn't continue to run it. They they couldn't afford to keep it running. So now we've uh, gotten to the point where Lagos locked down. So I've told you about uh, COVID-19. I've told you about the donations. I told you about the explosion. The lockdown was one of the last things that happened in March. Governor Sowolu declared a seven-day lockdown first. No shops, no offices, nothing but essential services. And at that time, it wasn't clear what would happen next, but we ended up rolling deadlines, right? So the lockdown stretched for weeks and months, and it it also went federal. The president eventually declared its own curfew, his own curfew. And uh, it wasn't just in Lagos, it was in Ogun as well, and uh, the FCT. Kano as well. And then other state governments did their own lockdowns as well. But it all started here in Lagos with someone lose seven-day declaration. And we really need to talk about that lockdown. It will come up again on Monday when we discuss April. But I want to know if you think that it served its purpose. Because the lockdown was supposed to help slow down the spread of the virus. We all know, of course, that um, it was also going to have a bad effect on the economy. But the government's hope was that the positive effect on COVID would outweigh the negative effect on your pocket. I wonder if you agree that it did. On Monday, we're going to get into more details like the palliatives, the enforcement, Naira Mali, Badamosi, uh, Jennifer from Jennifer's Diary. That's from Kakindele. But right now... I want your general view of whether the lockdown served its purpose. How severe was the cost, in your opinion? 0700-993-993-993. We have to wrap up. We've got four minutes left on the show. Hello. Yeah. This is Mike calling from Masafajam Kuku. Welcome. Last 
frankly tell you, the lockdown did not serve its purpose. Okay. It served the purpose of those politicians. Hmm. For example, like Lagos State government, okay. like the federal government, like the money that the federal government have given in. They all embezzled the money. Like the money that those European countries have given them, they all embezzled the money. Let me tell you frankly, my sister, there is nothing like Koro in Nigeria. This thing and that you're making now, this, this, this thing that you're saying, can you prove that the money was embezzled? Okay. Uh-uh, no, don't don't move forward. Answer me. Come back and answer me. You say okay. that all the money European countries gave them, all the money federal government gave them was embezzled. Can you prove it? You say, can I prove it? Can you prove it? Why has the money not gotten to us? There are any number of reasons why it hasn't gotten to you. It doesn't prove that it was embezzled. Okay, where did they keep the money? I might the government spokesperson. You're the person making the, the burden of proof is on the accuser. If you make an accusation, you must prove it. Can you prove it was this, embezzled? This is not accusation. It is this an accusation. What that is happening? Look at it. They kept us at home for three months. They gave us. They now even went to go and be hiding the food in their warehouse. And you are telling us that what is the proof? What is the proof? Let me even tell you, hmm. even the color they are talking, it's not even existing. Mm. It's just for them to justify... So what, so what did Abaki, so what did Abakiari die of? Okay, if you say why did Abakiari die of, mm. can you please go to your Can I go what? You will, you will see that. You, didn't answer, you did not answer my question. What did Abakiari die of? I don't know for you. Uh, you know, what, does so have? Have. what does Governor have? What does Governor What does Governor Songolu have? Is that what? What does Governor Songolu have? See, we are just doing this to camouflage. We are just doing this to get other money from those European so, nations. So you're saying you're saying about. Governor Songolu doesn't have COVID nineteen? Shingai, whether you get to or you don't get to, Shingai, nobody will come give them. Lagos, mm. thank you so much for being a part of today's show. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I'll bring you big stories from other parts of the world. Maybe a Nigerian story will feature uh, on tomorrow's um, Big Three Global. Who knows? But uh, we'll take a look at the big stories from the rest of the world and then uh, we'll let you know. But in the meantime, uh, someone from WhatsApp, Philip from Okota, says ASU strike also began in March. Oh, really? Yes, I forgot that. Because remember, you're also supposed to tell me what uh, the big story, your own big story was for the month of March. So get ready, April. Uh, think about it, April, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Give me a call and um, tell me. Not April, sorry, Monday. <laughs> Monday, give me a call, 5 to 6 p.m. And let's talk about your own big story for the month of March. I, I'm really looking forward to having that conversation with you. Uh, we are online, S. Ezekwesili on um, Twitter S. on Instagram Sandra Ezekwesili on Facebook Nigeria Info is available online as well Nigeria Info FM on Twitter Nigeria Info FM Lagos on Instagram and uh, 
Nigeria Info 99.3 on Facebook. A lot of the things we talk about on air here make it to our social media. If you miss any part of Hard Facts, you can listen again on our podcast, Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. Something huge is coming to your air tomorrow, by the way. So we're actually not going to have Big 3 tomorrow. What will happen tomorrow is that I will be on air the same time with Joyce, the same time with Freeze, the same time with Sharif, between 9 a.m. to 10, and we're going to have huge conversations. Don't miss it.